This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths. Enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. We all experience events in our lives that cause us pain or disruption. Cheris knows from personal experience and the work she has done with her amazing clients that despite what life gives you, there is always a way to reserve personal space, balance your needs and wants, and live a fulfilled life on your terms. Her signature program, Busy to Balanced, was created to help you achieve self-awareness. Finally find space for the things you really want to do and improve your mental fitness so that you feel more life satisfaction and peace of mind. What would overcoming any inner challenges or conflicts you may be experiencing do for the quality of your life? Valeria interviews Cheris Santilli. She is a life balance coach and founder of Cheris Your Life. She is a top-ranking podcaster, speaker, certified fearless living coach, certified fearless trainer, and positive intelligence trainer and has been an entrepreneur for over 20 years. A hot air balloon accident when Cheris was 19 became a pivotal moment that drove her innate ambition into overachiever mode. She now helps high achievers go from busy to balanced and find lasting inner satisfaction and peace of mind when their external accomplishments leave them unfulfilled. Cheris's program has glowing reviews from her global clients, with 94% saying she met or exceeded their expectations. She has spent the past 10 years exploring personal development and healing modalities from the spiritual to the scientific. In her Cherish Your Life podcast, Top 40 U.S. Entrepreneurship podcast, and Top 200 U.S. Business podcast, and Life's a Hoot blog, she vulnerably shares lessons from her own experiences. She can be followed on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok, and Pinterest. Cheris is known for providing actionable steps and deep inspiration that empowers people to take back control, improve their health, and achieve better life balance. Meet Cheris at cherisyourlife.com backslash video. Here's the interview with Cheris Santilli. In your own words, who is Cheris Santilli? I am a, oh, that's a, I am a, a soul here going for this experience in this human body and really, I think in the last about 10 years, finding my way into what I really intended. I mean, I, I think I intended for all of it in some sense, but um, finding my finding my way like we all are. Um, I'm 
uh, a woman, a daughter, a wife, a mother of a fur baby, (laughs) (laughs) a dog. Um, And I am a person who is healing, still healing and helping others to heal. Yeah, that's wonderful. What a beautiful answer. Yes, the soul's journey, um, this idea of having a sense of purpose, healing. I have too many questions already, (laughs) besides the ones here. What is to find purpose or even to find this goal to say yes, the soul's journey? What does it feel like, Cheris? How do we know when we are there living that kind of life? I like to think of it as getting connected with our inner compass. And I like to look at the last 10 years of my life, especially as going on a quest. Um, It didn't feel that way all the time because quest sounds to me um, kind of fun and adventurous. And, and, um, and, but that's the way I look back on it now because I, I choose to see the, uh, the, all the good juicy stuff that came out of it. But um, I think that it's, identifying with that, what I like to think of as my intuition, my gut, or I refer to it in with my clients as like the inner compass, because it will lead me and lead each of us in the best direction for us at any moment. And yet hearing it and then following through and taking action as it's guiding us are sometimes challenging things. And I think in earlier parts of our life, at least for me, uh, really hard to get connected with, really hard to, because for me, it shows up as a whisper. It is not a loud screaming voice telling me, do this, do that. I mean, every once in a while, it's a little like more, it's a, it's a little louder, but it's still not, it's not loud. And, and um, it's just, it's just more solid, more than loud. It's just sometimes a little more solid, but it's, it's usually this whisper that is like, I get to choose if I hear it, if I can quiet myself enough to hear it, and if if I can then take the action that it means. So, um, and then what that feels like is satisfaction, mm. contentment, yeah, um, and a resilience to kind of come back to a center, come back to a joy, come back to peace, um, come back into alignment, come back into balance, that kind of that resilience that, because it's, I think, pretty much impossible to stay there all the time. So even in one day, to have one complete day, I, 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 maybe there's somebody that, that has experienced that. I, I don't know, but, um, so it's this, it's just having that, a quicker resilience to realign faster once you realize you're a little off and to listen to that whisper and listen to your body it's um and and come back to come back to a center come back to that peace of mind and like i said that satisfaction or um full you know a satisfaction or contentment yeah i love this idea that we can learn to see, to experience, to realize what that is, that uh, the sense of purpose, that inner peace, the contentment, and then return to it and also know mm-hmm. how to go back to it. And that is um, 
Yeah, some call wisdom. That's what wisdom mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. But it is a practice. So I agree. I don't think we can stay at the level of body, mind. We cannot stay at one place. There's no destination. It's constantly changing. Everything's mm-hmm. changing. The mind mm-hmm. constantly changes thoughts, feelings, emotions, memory, memories. And then you have the body obviously changing um, every second. My practices have been around what doesn't change. So even though body, mind, complex are changing, but what is not changing? Mm-hmm. And then I found out that there's something here that never changes. Mm-hmm. The sense of I exist, the sense that I'm here. Oh, well, something is here. <laughs> it's alive in existence. So that never changed. For all of us, it's the same since we're children, the sense that we're here. Not for all of us, um, the sense of questioning that existence, that sense that that's something that's there that knows that we're here. For mm-hmm. me, it has been always there, always questioning, hey, what is this? <laughs> How come I'm here? Who is here? That's a spiritual practice, though. It's different, perhaps, from what you're speaking of, that return. But I find that inner peace when, I, when I'm grounded on which doesn't change. That mm-hmm. kind of, it doesn't really watch, engages with what is changing, but it doesn't, it doesn't need to change because there's nothing to change about it. It's perfect already. It's mm-hmm. filled. It's, it's perfect. It's, I mean, peace is everything. It's peace itself. So there's no really reason to try. There's no trying there. Can you see that too, Cheryl? So I just yes. wonder, I ask my guests often if they can see that. You can? Yes, ah. I do. I, I come back to a, a place where I'll, uh, you know, I know it, it's that, it's like that knowing deep inside that we are all connected and that all is well, no matter what it may feel like in the moment or what things may look like in the circumstances or what the world may look like or what dramas people are experiencing around me or unhappiness around me or whatever, that if I just can be still and check in, I can find that place. And that mantra of all is well, all will be well, will come up a lot for me. Um, And that I think is connected with what you're speaking about. And when you said wisdom, I actually, a handful of months ago, I added wisdom seeker as like a little title on some of my social media profiles, wherever I could fit it. Um, because that's really what I, I think of myself as now I used to chase a lot of things. And now it's like, I think I'm, I think that underneath it all, there was a part of me that was a seeker, but, um, it was, uh, crowded out, (laughs) crowded out by the other parts that were really kind of a struggling to exist in this world and, and figure out how to, how to find that center, find that place, find that underneath it all, that knowing. And, um, so wisdom seeker is very much how I identify myself now. And just like, like you said, there's no destination. We are just, um, it's just this constant, like, it's just, it's this constant journey. And the, the more we can remind ourselves of that and, and find that place within us that knows that, Mm. um, the easier life is and the more enjoyable it is, I believe. It becomes fun, actually, when we mm-hmm. kind of see the destination's already here. Yeah. So there's no really... Isn't it funny? We're already there, actually. The, I mean, right. coming from that perspective, of course, it's a very 
you know, you know, it's unfortunate in a way that we have to do this work. There's so much effort to kind of unblock all the obstacles to what we are. That's so, yeah, it's sad even. I wish more humans, you know, all of us would just get there faster. Kind of we would be able to see that truth. I have a question for you. That leads me to a question about free will and choice. You mentioned about, I choose to see in a sense, the good of reality or the positive things. Do you believe that that's a choice or this is the work of healing? I think it's both. I think we ultimately do have a choice. I do believe in free will. Um, and yet, I think it's really challenging to understand and believe we have choices until we do some healing work. Yeah, right. So I think that I think it's connected. Yes. Uh, it's kind of like a chicken or egg conversation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's yes, right. Right, beautifully said. Yes, I, I hear wisdom there. Yes. <laughs> How do you define success these days, Jaris? And what are some of the misconceptions we have about success? These days, yes, good distinction because definitely have seen it differently in the past. Um, so right now it is seeing how much I can return to that center, seeing how much I can find that where I feel more aligned. Find I, I agree. I actually think of peace often. That word really resonates with me as well. So checking in and seeing if things I'm doing in my life are satisfying me and that equates to, does it bring me peace? Do I feel peace more during the day? So find that how much I can live in that space is, is how I'm defining success. Um, of course there's moments like I have a little voice in my head that is kind of telling me, yeah, well, what about money? What about other things? And yet the truth is what I just said. The little voice that's popping up right now is you know, part of the many voices that we have that, that um, talk to us and are not always supportive in the big, uh, our greater good. Um, and, and part of just connected to parts of our brain. I've learned a lot more about neuroscience the last few years. And it's so anyway, that voice is trying to tell me some other things right now, but okay. <laughs> what, yes. I, what I, what I know yeah. I believe and what I'm practicing believing huh. and what I'm practicing converting all of my brain and my body to believe yes. <laughs> and working toward yeah. is what I said. So it is a, a practice, right? That's another beautiful answer. Yes. Thank you for confirming that in a way, because it's interesting how the body, mind, the mind needs to hear that. It is a practice of almost like reprogramming, um, oh, retraining, absolutely. right? Absolutely. And practice mm. is something that when I was first being coached by someone, um, she very much used that word frequently. And, it, and part of that is because it makes part of our brain that's so stuck on keeping us safe, um, ease up a little bit because it, it can't argue too much if you're practicing, you know, it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't give it too much that it can glob onto and argue with and have a fit about. So it's like, well, I'm just practicing this. And then it's, you know, those, those other thoughts, um, it, it's like, well, okay, I guess there's an, I, 
I can't attack that too much. Practice is not too big of a deal. So there's, you know, literally a reason to use that word that I learned early on in my experience of coaching on the other side of the, you know, being a, a client of a coach. That also resonates true, right? So the mind doesn't, it tends to argue with everything, question mm -hmm. everything, mm -hmm. and it will definitely question this idea of finding success being in your peace, for sure. Because it's, it seems like it's caught up in the cycle of doing. It's all about doing. You call it achieving. I know you're using the word a lot of people do, achievers and achieving things. It's always trying to get somewhere. That's really what it is. It's never good enough. Yes. Right? Yes. I'm not good yes. enough the way I am. Yes. Mind, body. I always got have to, something to improve. And that's why I focus on that which it's already perfect. There's nothing that can be improved upon. It's just so pristine. And that's my focus. My practice, it's a matter, of course. And then the, the body, mind, will, the mind for sure um, comes in and says, no, of course, you're imperfect in so many ways and you'll die one, one of these days. But I learned not to listen to it. Mm -hmm. I just let it talk. <laughs> mm -hmm. Not really dismissing, but it's just like, it's, a, it's almost like listening to a child. It's mm -hmm. okay, you know, he doesn't know, the mind doesn't know. It's almost like a baby. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. my practice, really, when it comes to the relationship with the mind, the body-mind. Mm -hmm. For me, it had to be. So you're a life balance coach. What is uh, your understanding of balance? Would it be the same one of return, yeah, dynamic? I, yeah, we kind of touched on it earlier, actually. So it's, it's um, there is... I think I used to think, and I think a lot of people out there from what I hear and see think that there's like this perfect equation of X hours of this per week and X hours per this per week and this many visits to the gym and this many walks and this much and, you know, and then measurements about food and water and like everything's this equation, which I, I love math. So, right. you know, I like that if I could do it that way, it would be <laughs> yes. great. Yes. But <laughs> the uh, reality is that it mm -hmm. it doesn't work that way. And um, every moment is different. Every hour is different. Every day is different. Every person is different. And so, you know, what may feel like a balanced day for me today may look completely different than what a balanced day looks like for me tomorrow. And it's it's really how much do I feel in that calm, centered peaceful, satisfied place throughout the day. And that is a measurement, so to speak, of how much balance I had. And that is what I'm always trying to come back to, that realignment, because it's fluid. This is a fluid thing. Our lives are fluid. We we literally are filled with fluid. I mean, our bodies, yeah, I mean, like, yes. like we, you know, it, it yes. but we try to make everything into these little boxes and mm. firm shapes and yeah. measurements and equations and formulas. And it, it's really not that way. So, so yes, balance is what we touched on earlier. And then what I just added on there. And I, it's, it's something that I definitely struggled with a lot of my life, which led me to where I am because m many of us who become coaches, uh, do so oftentimes and end up working with people who are 
have similar challenges that we used to face and and to be honest still do to some degree i i still have you know my i it is still a constant practice and yet i am so much uh more balanced than i was a year ago i'm tons more balanced than i was 5 years ago and enormous shift from 10 years ago and so that is where I am now, but like I said, it's, it, it's not what I think a lot of people try to put labels and, and try to, um, constrain it in to, to be something that they can try to achieve. Um, I think if people can feel into it, they would be so much happier and they would feel more balanced if they could feel into everything the way that you and I are talking about. Mm. You know, as I listen to you, I see the mind. Yeah, that's the mind. That's exactly mm -hmm. its job <laughs> to protect us. So we will do anything to control outcomes. And But that's coming from fear. So there's a, like I said before, to me, what arises is compassion and love for like seeing the mind as a baby. Oh, you know, it because it really believes that it will die one day. It will cease to exist. And it will lose, you know, it's always afraid of losing what it has, what it has accomplished, and then maintaining what it has accomplished and then trying to accumulate more. I mean, it's just such a um, turbulent mm -hmm. <laughs> place to live from. But this is, you see, that's why it's so important to go, always go deeper. I heard somebody saying the other day, um, if you don't see... God everywhere or love everywhere, you have not looked deep enough. Mm. If you don't see love here and everywhere, it's because you have not looked deep enough. It really resonates true. And with that, this idea, this vision, do you have any spiritual practices or understandings of yourself in life, Cheris? Yes. I. So my, I have always wanted to be a meditator and struggled with that being a regular practice until uh -huh. the last like couple months actually. So, um, I've, uh, before this time I've dabbled in it and, and, um, found other types of mindfulness practices that would help me in a similar way in a sense, or, you know, different spiritual practices. But most recently I really have been doing a lot of guided meditations and I found a couple different ones that really appeal to me and are helping me in various ways right now. And that has been fabulous and super supportive at this time. And then, um, I do yoga. Um, I, at I love really therapeutic, slow yoga. Once a week, there's a therapy ball rolling class that I do online through that's a yoga that's like self massage that is absolutely amazing. And she, the way the teacher um, guides us is, I mean, it, that's a spiritual experience in itself because she's she's so lovely, her whole personality and the words she uses and everything, the journeys she takes us on as we're doing this. And, and so th things like that. Um, uh, and then on a, a regular basis as well, um, 
being very present as much as I can be. Uh, my background and my foundational trainings are in, uh, for my coaching and, and training is fearless living and positive intelligence. And so there's things that I draw on from each of those in fearless living. We do talk about gratitudes and acknowledgements, uh, frequently, and they may not be something I write down every single day, but it's a practice that I do have and I'll pick it up and write it down, uh, at times. And then I'll also think it or say it. And then, um, positive intelligence has some things that I use to on a regular basis of, uh, centering myself and, um, focusing on a sense and really bringing myself back to that inner peace and, and quieting the, the mind and, and the body discomfort or the whatever's talking to me in the moment. So those types of things I draw on a lot of, there's a lot of different tools in my toolbox. Um, and then even things of making sure that I have an occasional massage and other things. Like I, I got one last week. It had been a couple months and I mean, that was like a spiritual hmm, experience yes. <laughs> being the laying sure. there. I was so, yeah. I, I just savored, I, I fell asleep for part of it, which is fine with me because it shows that I'm so relaxed and, and, um, my, I can, I can, that, that's fine. It doesn't bother me at all. But there were also moments where I was feel like I was savoring it. I was just like, oh my gosh, that warm, wet cloth feels so good around my feet right now. Or the, wherever massaging or not, just different things. So I think finding those moments that we can savor, whether it's a piece of food we're eating, you know, or a treat or having the fireplace on because it's been cold where I am, um, heating up the, my neck pillow in the microwave and putting that on. And I mean, all of these things to me are part of a spiritual practice because it's, I think really, I mean, our lives, actually, I'm not sure I could really segment and say that anything I do is not connected to it. It's just, mm. is it bringing me more into alignment with that part of me or less? Ah, another amazing <laughs> and deep answer. Yes, yes. I love how you connect spirituality to experiences, the human experience, right? And the simple things, appreciating them. To me, that's what spirituality is. Of course, it's coming from that, the sense of self-knowing. It's knowing oneself. By going deep enough, then that's what we come up with. <laughs> we appreciate every moment. There's something about gratitude and appreciation of what's happening now. And then the savoring, as you said, the enjoyment of this. Beautiful, beautiful, beautifully said. Yeah, that's it. Going back to what you do, so you're a life balance coach, as I said earlier, founder of Cherish Your Life and podcaster, certified fearless living coach, trainer, positive intelligence trainer and entrepreneur. I know you help high achievers to go from busy to balanced. I found this on your website, I believe, mm -hmm. on your bio too. So 
I watched the video, the first one about your story, and you have a second one, which I'll have both of them. Of course, I'll have the link on your podcast profile. But talk to me about what inspired you to be and to do what you're doing today. So it, um, the, the crux of the story all goes back nearly 30 years. I was uh, 19 years old. And we were celebrating my dad's 50th birthday with a hot air balloon ride. And it was a very hot day. I was born and raised in um, Washington State, and it was in the desert part of that state. And a very hot day, like 107 degrees. And we almost didn't go up because of that, but we ended up going up. And it was a beautiful ride. And uh, But something went horribly wrong when we tried to land, when we came in for the landing. And... I remember the pilot telling us, you know, hold on tight. We're going to hit hard. And I remember watching my dad kind of guide us to corners to hold on to the poles. And um, he was kind of holding on to the side of the basket because there just weren't enough corners for everybody to hold on to a pole with my family that was there. And when we came down, we violently bounced. And my father ended up getting tossed outside the basket. And his foot got wrapped or a cord got wrapped around his foot. Um, and that that was connected to the balloon basket. And he ended up being drug about the length of a football field through farm fields. And then, um, hanging upside down, in suspended in the air below us. And I remember seeing that. Um, I still can remember looking down and seeing him hanging and somehow, obviously to probably no one's surprise, I was a complete wreck during this. It was, you know, a lot of screaming and a lot of frenzy and a lot of, um, fear and, and I don't know how, but we, somehow landed. And I remember racing over to him and he was on the ground face down, but he wasn't moving. And we flipped him over or the adults did, you know, keep in mind, I was like just barely about to turn 19. So I was very much a wreck. I think it was more, um, uh, you know, at least in that experience, the adults seemed to be calm initially. I mean, scared, tremendously scared, but like I was initially just a complete, like in a tizzy. And, um, so the good news, he was conscious. He was just talking to us. Um, when he and I first made contact and looked at each other, he saw how upset I was because it was very obvious. And he wanted to calm me. And so the first thing he said to me was, you should see the other guy. Like he cracked a joke. (laughs) And, um, so he ended up with a broken neck and was paralyzed. And, um, this led my mom to turn to alcohol to numb her pain and cope. She ended up becoming an alcoholic and, actually died about 10 years ago from alcoholism. And my coping mechanism was the doing, the busy, the 
even the night at the, at the hospital, just really getting into, once I, you know, calm, calmed down where I wasn't just sobbing and a wreck, that's when I saw, then the, I saw the, I, like I got into a more centered place and I saw the adults then kind of starting to lose it a little bit to, you know what I mean? Like in that, trying to put on a show, but I could see, I could sense it. And then I was like, well, how can I help? And so then I started, you know, I was like offered to mom, well, I'll call grandma and grandpa and I'll call aunt and uncle and I'll call the employees because they were self-employed, had like 30, 40 employees at the time. Like, I'll just let me do some things to help. And so I already was very much we were very much high achieving family and my parents were entrepreneurs and had built a very successful business and I was top of my class. I mean, all these things. So it wasn't out of line for me to do this kind of stuff. It's just that I can look back at that though and say that that was a a moment where it switched into, this is going to be how I cope and it's going to be really hard. You know, it was like, my whole system was like, yeah, stay busy, like for a few decades, <laughs> because, because, you know, let, or if, if it had its way at the time, it was like, yes, let's just stay here forever. Stay busy because it's, it's safer to be busy than to be feeling like we're about to die. So that is what got me into this. And, um, it meaning that's how I got into my unhealthy habits of, I would call myself having, you know, now a recovering workaholic. So, you know, I definitely workaholic zone of busyness and doing, staying busy to avoid feeling my feelings. And that lasted a long time. But about 10 years ago, uh, you know, something shifted and I had a wake up call with, um, if you want me to go into that part of the story, I can now. Okay. So I was at a business event and, um, I had launched a very successful software product and I like should have, I felt like I should have been on cloud nine, but I, I didn't know what was going on. It was, it was kind of just felt down. And I, I ended up having this very pivotal conversation, you know, those, one of those marker points where you put a pin in your life and you're like, that is the moment things changed for me. So I'm out on outside on this like veranda at this hotel at a business conference and talking with a stranger and I end up telling him the fam- my family's story and about the hot air balloon accident. And at one point he looks at me and he says, you know, Cheris, I, I get why your dad's been paralyzed for nearly 20 years at this time when I saw him. He said, but why are you paralyzed? And I remember, I got chills just even saying that just now, I remember that moment. And I remember, I mean, the conversation didn't go much further because my whole body kind of just, it was like something just cracked in a good way. I mean, you know, that needed to. And I, that was the beginning, the, the very next day, I, oh, and by the way, this guy's name happened to be the same name as my father, the first name. So, you know, it was just so many things that were like, 
powerful in the moment. And then the next day I end up meeting uh, the person who would become the first coach I ever worked with. And I worked with for many years and actually ended up then, you know, as it goes on here along the way, I decide I wanted to become a, a coach myself. And, and then um, now here I'm helping people to, uh, um, to heal in various ways. I mean, I, I always had a therapist as well. So, it, it, but the, the coaching brought a whole different perspective. It's, it's so much about where you are now, in spite of whatever happened in the past. It's not that we don't ever look at what happened in the past. We do, but it's more, it's more about, okay, so, but where are you right now in relation to any of these things and how you're living your life? And where do you want to be and how can we get there? So, um, so that was my first experience with coaching and that was about 10 years ago. And then over the last 10 years, I've explored all types of different healing modalities because that kind of cracked open like, oh, what else can I try to help heal? And, and then I now share a lot of those in my podcast and or my blog or with my clients and, and in my program. But uh, my focus is definitely people that want to shift their life and are finally at a stage in their life where they're they're waking up to I am filling time and being too busy and I it's it's not it's not where I want to be I don't want to be at the end of my life and say I wish I woulda. Wow! Yeah, I did listen to your story about you as well in the video and. It kind of um, stopped me for many reasons, but I want to make a comment about coaching. It is, it feels like every time I talk to a a coach here on the podcast, I feel like um, I'm talking to a wise best friend. (laughs) Ah. That's what it feels like. A very wise, not just a person, but a best friend. (laughs) He or she wants the best for me. It's just the most amazing experience to have. For some reason, there is a difference here between, I talk to a lot of therapists too. It feels almost the same with a therapist. Like it's a best friend, a lot of wisdom. They're very loving to kind people. But there's something about coaches that it's a bit different in the sense of uh, always asking questions, almost like asking us to, inquire about ourselves. It's always going deeper within ourselves um, to create this reality that we want to be in, that want Mm -hmm. to experience. It's always about that, as you said. So where we are now and where we want to be. Mm -hmm. So that's a bit different than with uh, therapists. Also, have you done hypnotherapy? Because I talked to a lot of hypnotherapists and I have never done it, but I find it to be like a very powerful healing modality too. Yeah, I've done um, what there's the, I think what I used to think hypnotherapy was now that I'm learning, it's not what I thought it was, meaning, so I've, I've found that a lot of it is, you know, you're, you're completely conscious and it's really just being guided through um, and, and seeing what comes up. And, and so it's like kind of a, almost a guided meditation is, is how is the type of hypnotherapy that I've done. Um, I've not done anything that's actually like kind of triggered me out and that I 
completely, you know, like I've heard about people doing past life regression therapy where they, they, where they really, you know, and it, nothing where I, where I kind of feel like I literally switch or conk out and come back or anything like that. But, um, and then the other thing that I did a couple of years ago, I did EMDR therapy, which is, I, I don't know if it touches into that hypnotherapy, but it, it, it's very much about rewiring the brain. And, and I did it with the, the buzzers in the hands instead of the, there's, there's different ways you can do it and it's left, right, left, you know, and it's going through and, um, as we're talking and uh, seeing where I go. But, um, so those are the things that I've done and all, all of it has helped me, you know, and especially, I think all of it can help everyone, whether they're the stuff they've been through in life has been a very significant moment that, that has, um, you know, something kind of on the bigger side, like I experienced or the everyday stuff that everyone experiences that adds up to traumas and, and, um, makes us get into these zones that are unhealthy. And so, um, I believe all of these things can help everyone. It just depends on them listening to that, mm-hmm. um, you know, that inner voice, the intuition, the gut, the inner compass and, and ha- having that guide them to what, what's going to help them in any moment. But, um, yeah, those are the couple things that come to mind. I have, of course, yeah, I have interviewed a lot of people on EMDR and that's another one. Yes. I have to say, yeah, the, I have not done it, but because I have talked to so many people who have done it and they sound incredible. <laughs> so that kind of gives me an idea. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think both of them, hypnotherapy and EMDR, they um, kind of tap into the uh, subconscious mm-hmm. mind and kind mm-hmm. of bringing out all these, uh, let's say, uh, the operating uh, system, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever's operating, driving the car. So we are able to see what we are doing um, more clearly. It's all about that, isn't it, Cherry? Mm-hmm. Seeing with clarity. It's um, being clear. It, that's so important. It's the opposite, obviously, the un- antidote to confusion, which causes a lot of the the troubles and the suffering that we have. So, yeah, it's beautiful to see all these modalities, and there are so, so many. We're almost at the end, and of course, I want to mention the, um, I love the message, as I said, off record, and also, yeah, about the title of this episode. When I heard from you in one of your videos, when you say, instead of bracing for impact, we can start making an impact. That really stopped me too. (laughs) And I had, this has to be the title of the episode. Of course, there are so many others. Um, The Illusion of Control is another one that I really love. We do so much under that that illusion, that mm-hmm. deluded idea that we can control everything. But it's wonderful to see that we can't, that we can play more with reality. And then I wanted you to talk for a moment about uh, the video that will have the link for the audience. It's titled uh, Change Your Reality. And I love you, that you use that word too, reality. Change Your Reality. How to Live Life on Your Own Terms and Timeline. That's another mm-hmm. thing that caught my attention. Timeline. And stop sacrificing your sanity, personal space, or social life. So talk to me about that video. I know you disclosed the, the three secrets there too. Yeah. So um, what I wanted to do with that video is to, first of all, um, have people you know, realize they're 
not alone in feeling the way they're feeling. Um, if you're anything like me and many of my clients, there's this, you know, this desire to be a better version of yourself and this desire to have more of that inner peace. And yet you may be in a place where you're still feeling the guilt that comes up when you're working and you want to be with your family or vice versa, or you just want to have some time to yourself, but it's really hard to speak up and claim it. How do you, you know, and, or to carve it out because it feels like there's so much to do. And so, um, it, I do believe it's possible to change our reality. I've done it. I've, I've, in the last decade, especially even if I look at the last few years and even in the last year, there's so much that I've been able to change in my life. So, and I've seen it with my clients too. It's completely possible. And it's, and yes, living your life on your own terms and timeline, because we are under this impression and this push of life being a certain way, time being a certain way, very linear, very limited, very, um, and, and gotta just do everything the way everybody else does them. And it's like checking in with yourself and, and learning how to be able to do things that actually work for you in your time, in your way. And, and whether that's when and how you work, like what time of day or, um, what way, if you, you know, you do work or you decide to market yourself and uh, you do one system versus another, or what time and when you decide you want to eat breakfast in the morning, what you want to have. I mean, all of these things, these, these decisions that we have every day that have an impact on our lives. Um, so, so I talk about basically I, I want to have people understand and get some guidance around everything is normal that they're feeling and there's ways to fix it. And so I go through a few exercises uh, to literally make sure that they walk away from the video having tools they can turn to to find that peace in any stressful moment. Very tangible, very, very simple, very but very uh, powerful things that are very simple to to do in any moment. And um, also something that addresses that control issue and some exercises there too. And, and really addressing the fact that I think that there's this perception out there that really evolving yourself has got to be a lot of hard work. And it's, it's, you got to do everything in a certain way and you got to pile on a zillion things. Um, I think that, there's, you know, a lot of these illusions and, and things that we take on though as truths. And so I'm delving into that with, you know, what I'm referring to as secrets, which is, is just really uncovering the, the truth, the reality of what's underneath some of this and giving people some concrete tools to deal with some stuff on a day-to-day basis. And then, um, also realizing, are they in a place in their life where they might want some guidance or not? Maybe you are, maybe you aren't. And so I talk about that as well because um, I've certainly called upon different teachers, mentors, coaches in my life at different times. And they've, you know, people come in at a 
don't they just come in at the perfect timing? It's always amazing to me how it happens. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then again, if I listen, if yes. I listen, and then I and then I also know when to leave uh-huh. or when to let something move through and right. find the next thing, and the next thing pops up, and then right. I'm like, that's the perfect thing for me right now. And then it takes me somewhere else, and then mm. so so I talk about that as well. But overall, I want to give people hope and some inspiration and some actual concrete tools that they can start changing their life after they like immediately watching the video, they can actually do some things to start changing their life. Yeah. It's beautiful. Cheris. Thank you so much for being you. It's Thank truly, you. truly beautiful. In the video, you have my realizations. I love them. I'm allowed to feel my feelings. I don't have to pretend even through fear, I can reach acceptance Control is an illusion. And then I deserve to heal and to be happy. Yes. It's just beautiful, though. It feels like a meditation. Thank (laughs) you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And before we end the conversation for today, uh, I'll ask you this question. If there is one message you wish the listeners to take with them in a sense of inspiration, what would that be? Mm, to practice trusting yourself. Uh, that's interesting you say that because I wrote it down here. I always make notes. <laughs> Self-trust. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I wrote it down, made a little things, put a stars. <laughs> Self-trust. Yes, that's the antidote to self-doubt. Yes, that's a big one and has been for me. And what can I say? <laughs> Not a beautiful, wise comment, a message. I'm just among so many, because you have so much wisdom within you that you just let it flow. And it's interesting. I noticed that the more we give ourselves to life, the more wisdom we seem to have, because Mm -hmm. it comes from the infinite part of us that's limitless. So it's always flowing, these beautiful words and works and whatever it is, even gestures, the way we live with grace. It's just incredibly beautiful. Thank you so much again, Cheris, for your presence. Thank you. And before we say goodbye for today, what is the best place to find you, to find more information about you? I know you're going to put the link in there. Yes. And that would probably be the best starting point for people. It's my website and then a specific page, cherisyourlife.com forward slash video. But if you want to, obviously, the first part is my website. They can go poking around and um, listen to my podcast as well. But cherisyourlife.com forward slash video will give them this great overview and um, then a, a window into my world. Yes. So I'll have that before the website. I think I have, I have the opposite here. I have an inspiring gift from you, but I'll have that uh, before uh, within the introduction. Thank you so much again. And we'll talk soon, Terrace. Bye for now. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Cheris Santilli and her work, please visit cherisyourlife.com backslash video. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.